Real quick before we start the show, just wanted to let you guys know you can get the show two days early by joining our Patreon. Even for a buck, you can listen to the show two days early. Go to patreon.com slash analog talk and we got a bunch of stuff over there. Check it out and uh, yeah, enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Tim. I'm Chris. And today on the show, we have Jess Hobbs. Hey, Jess. Hey, Jess. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for joining us. start the show by introducing you to our listeners and getting a background. So can you give our listeners a background on who you are and how you got started in photography? Yeah. Um, well, I've been around film like pretty much my whole life. Um, like even some of my baby pictures are actually on Polaroids. Uh, oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like I've always been around it, um, but I only really kind of started taking it more seriously. Uh, I guess like maybe like my mid 20s when I was in university, I took a couple of darkroom classes. Uh, so I learned more about the process of uh, developing my own film and printing from my negatives and stuff. And then I thought at that time, it was about um, 2005, 2006 or something. I thought that, you know, to be taken seriously as a professional photographer, mm-hmm. I would have to go the digital road. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> dun, I bought, dun, dun. yeah, exactly. So, you know, I dabbled a little bit. Uh, I shot a few weddings, a few contracts and stuff, but um, it just, it's like, it always felt like nothing, like something wasn't clicking. You know, I just didn't yeah. quite have the same experience that I did when I was shooting film the shutter didn't sound the same and it's weird it's almost like it's it's a fake sound or something when it comes from a digital camera and I'm sorry I apologize to any digital shooters who are listening (laughs) to me right now (laughs) I am not putting it down I'm just saying what it feels like for myself but uh, yeah so I dabbled a little bit in digital photography didn't really click with it um did a couple of questionable weddings we'll say uh leave it at that (laughs) and kind of decided like that wasn't for me uh so i did struggle for about a year or so and then i moved to montreal which is a much bigger city than the one I was living in before. I kind of come from a bit of a small town. So even though I grew up near Montreal, um, it was still a bit of a change for me. Uh, And I started realizing that there were a lot more um, opportunities and stuff out there for film photographers. Uh, There was a much larger community uh, where I was living before when I went to university. You know, they... It was just a lot smaller. It seemed like all the labs were closing up. Uh, it was harder mm. to find film. You know, it just, if it, it was really hard for me to find my my place uh, in in that community. And uh, so once I moved to Montreal, things got a little easier. I started seeing more opportunities. Um, and then I to help me like fit in even more. I decided to start a year-long project where I went and photographed as many festivals as I could in the city of Montreal in just oh, one year. cool. Yeah, I got a total of 225 different festivals. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was like some crazy scheduling and everything in there, especially come the summer months. Like, I mean, I'd always heard that like Montreal was known as the festival city. So I was like, well, let's see how true this actually is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I found out, and I mean, I even missed some out of it because sometimes I'd find a flyer and I'm like oh there's like a Ukrainian festival I'm like oh I missed it by a week like darn (laughs) you know or oh I found this festival and like well I'm doing five on that day so yeah I'm probably not gonna fit this in yeah 
<laughs> I had I had some weeks where I was doing like 14 festivals in one week wow. or some days where I did five or seven. Uh, yeah, I was, <laughs> let's just say at the end of it, I was pretty tired. <laughs> Are these like oh, man. Me- all music festivals or like No, different- like what? everything. Um, like I did all the big ones. So there's like, a, we have a jazz festival. We have a Just for Laughs yeah. festival. Uh, we have uh, an indie music festival called Oshiaga, which usually attracts uh, anywhere from like 100,000 to 200,000 people in the whole wow. weekend. Um, but Whoa. I was also doing like under underground punk festivals i went to a puppet theater festival (laughs) (laughs) that one was really actually a lot of fun that one was pretty cool uh yeah uh, even like movie festivals so i'm actually sitting there with my canon f1 in the dark (laughs) trying (laughs) trying to time like my shutter with like a cough (laughs) so no one could hear me taking pictures (laughs) in like a dark quiet theater you know oh my god yeah so it was just like it was pretty crazy there was so much to see uh and like just a lot of festivals that there's no way i I would have gone to them if I didn't do that project, you know. And what was fun for me especially was just realizing how creative people are. And I felt like that kind of kept me going. It kept giving me inspiration and keeping me going out there, you know. Like I had I had a bit of a low moment when I hit about the 6-month mark where I kind of realized like, "Yay, I'm halfway done. This is really cool." And then I'm like, "Oh no, I'm only halfway done." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I still have yeah. another 6 months of this. Like, Whew. But like, and I shot the entire thing on film, uh, all on Agfa Vista 400, actually. R.I.P. Uh, I know yeah. that that's mm. absolutely one of my favorite film stocks. Um, but anyways, so it's it's gone now. But at least I yeah. have <laughs> at least I have 3,600 images. <laughs> yeah, wow. you got quite yeah. the body of work on that <laughs> yeah. stock for sure. Yeah, and uh, so that was like the first real big project that got me back into film um, and got me excited about shooting it again. And after that, it just kind of kept going from there. I went and. And shot another uh it's not i guess it's kind of like punk rock festival but sort of eclectic uh it's called rock fest and so it's in this like tiny little town outside of the city of montreal that n- normally i think it's a population of about two thousand people and when that weekend hits it goes up to four hundred thousand. wow yeah and I mean, diverse crowds because it had everything like uh, the year I went, uh, Weezer was playing. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, and like propagandy, uh, like different punk bands. And then it even went into like heavy metal and stuff. And so I just went in there. I couldn't bring any like professional recording equipment or like professional cameras, like nothing with like interchangeable lenses. So I'm like, yeah. well, I'm going to go in and just do this on my little Olympus 35RC and <laughs> see, <laughs> see what happens out of it and so you know and I I went with uh, with my fiance actually and as we're driving through the main town just to get to our parking spot on the first night we both just stopped looked at each other and we're like we do not have enough film for this festival oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so like because before uh, we went shopping and we bought uh, we bought like a brick of HP5 and normally we would have bought like two bricks but we were like ah money's a little tight like we had won the yeah. tickets to go to this festival oh uh, no kidding <laughs> yeah awesome. So we were like, well, we don't really have a lot of cash, so we'll only buy 10 rolls and we'll just try to make them count. After that first night, we're like raiding our fridge, like, what do we have? Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we've got some Cosmo, we've got some uh, Piranha P30, like whatever we've got in black and white, just like pack it in and bring it out. Um, and so between the two of us, we went through like 20 rolls that, wow. that one wow. weekend. Yeah, um, and that was fun. Like, I just like threw myself into the pits, like people are crowd surfing all around me. Yeah. Um, I even had one guy like he saw me because I'm not like very 
tall. I think that's pretty obvious in my in my video my YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah, you're paying. I, I'm five feet. I'll be, yeah, same. You know, full, full disclosure here. I'm tiny. Um, but <laughs> but he saw me. I was like in the pit trying to like reach up with my camera and everything, and because um, the water cannons were coming from the side stage to like spray room because it was so hot that weekend, and so I was trying to like capture people like raising their hands, going for the water and stuff. And he was like, "Do you want to go up on my shoulders?" Like total stranger. <laughs> And at first I was like, no, that's okay. Yeah, no. And then I'm like, yeah, okay, let's do this. Get me up there. So Get he me got up there. me up there. And I literally got a shot like the water directly on my camera. Oh, and I was wow. just like, wow, this is so cool. And, you know, that's also the great thing about film cameras. Like that camera is still working today. But it, I think yeah. if I was up there with, you know, a Sony mm -hmm. or something like, forget it. That camera would be wow. toast at this yeah, point. Yeah, true. So that's the fun thing about film stuff. But but yeah, anyway, so now I'm starting to like babble about <laughs> different projects. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but that's pretty much how I got into really into film photography. Yeah, like it's like I said, it's always been there in my life, but I've only started really taking it seriously probably since about like 2015. Man. So yeah. did you do it? What, what was the end goal of that project? Is there a book? Is there a did you do a show? Yeah, well, uh, so like with Festival Project, what I had started with at first, I was like super secret about it. I was like, I'm not sharing this with anyone. I don't want to get scooped and then I started yeah. realizing like with so many festivals I'm like you know what if anyone else wants to do this go ahead <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of work like just the scheduling was half the work you know like not uh, even yeah, counting I going bet. to the festival photographing it um, I did have my films developed at a lab for that project because I was like I just can't handle right. the that amount you know right but I am the one who scans them and everything and so through it though once I started opening up I was like well I'll go a little public with it so I started a blog and I would share some of my favorite images and write about my experiences because I felt like I was actually growing as a photographer mm. which was kind of cool and yeah. I was like you know what there are moments that I'm going to want to remember later and I might not have the image from it or like just to capture that feeling, you know, I want that for myself. And so I just started writing about it. And then I actually contacted Japan Camera Hunter because he was at the time he was doing like a series on his website where yeah, I remember like that. community yeah. stuff, you know, and you yes, could share projects yes. and things. So mm -hmm. he actually published a thing that I wrote about it with some pictures. Wow. Um, and then I was even on the news which was really kind of cool, like local news. I think news. I saw that. Yeah, I think I, I saw that I put, on YouTube, yeah, isn't that? Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love that. I'll admit I was bragging a little bit there. <laughs> <laughs> well deserved. You're on the news. <laughs> yeah, like that was that was a pretty big coup for me. That was that was a lot of fun. Um, and I did even mention on the news like it would be a lot of fun to turn it into a book at some point. Um, and then it just kind of sat there. I didn't really do anything with it. I I think also I started getting a little scared because you hear a lot of stories of like photographers going around like state fairs and this and that and then like getting just totally crapped on like what are you doing yeah. taking pictures here and like right. I didn't give you my permission and so I was like okay well I don't really want to yeah. get sued um, right. yeah yeah but I think like overall like it's been five years since I did that project and I'm looking at it again and I'm like, you know what? I, I do want to share this. Like it, that was an entire year's worth of work. And so I do want to share it. So I think uh, this winter, I'm probably going to spend a lot of time putting stuff like that together. I definitely oh, want to make a book as well about the Rockfest project. Uh, so that one will be a collaborative project. Uh, we kind of already had that in mind, my fiance and I, to do it together. 
um, especially because we photographed the whole thing together. Yeah. And so I think we're going to sit down with that as well and start to like, yeah, maybe pull some books together and see, you know, how well they do. And what I like about returning to a project later too is you let it kind of sit, marinate, do its thing and you go back over everything and you're like, oh, what you thought wasn't good before could be good. Yep. Right. You know, like sometimes the image, well, that wasn't very sharp, but who cares? Right, you know, right, right. A good photo is still a good photo. So, exactly. you know, it's fun to go back over that. And so, yeah, I think for sure I'd like to put out uh, put out some books or, you know, at least get it out there a little bit more. I, I feel like it deserves a little bit more oh, attention. For sure. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. One thing you said during that that really stuck out to me, which is so true, is that you were, you were gaining confidence as a photographer. Like you were like mm-hmm. really honing your craft. Like yeah. when you sink yourself into something like that, like I could tell, I remember when that moment kind of clicked with me shooting uh, the downtown of the town I lived at for, you know, eight, yeah. nine years. It just kind of like clicks one day. When you go and you do that like every day or every other day or a couple times a day, it just the knowledge you retain yeah. when you're doing that like it yeah that just that really hit I really enjoyed you saying that because I was like I remember <laughs> when that happened and you're just like you know you get the confidence and yeah I, I just remember like flying around town like doing like street photography stuff and just being like you know maybe I maybe there is a purpose to this you know like maybe I have something here or you know yeah it's just exactly fun. yeah exactly I love that part me too and it was a lot of fun too just to be like out in the streets or on festival grounds or whatever and like of course I'd see other photographers there. There were always event photographers, which I, you know, again, not to be insulting or anything, but I loosely dubbed them like the National Geographic photographers because <laughs> uh, they've got like the two digital cameras, one with yeah. like a super mm-hmm. long lens and, you know, and stuff. And like they're working the scenes and, and but always on the outskirts. And that's that's why also I went out with like um, with my Nikon F1 and a 50 millimeter lens. I stuck with the same lens for the entire project because I'm like, no, I want to get in there. Right. I, you know, sometimes I look over it and I'm like, oh, a 35 millimeter lens would have been good. But then it's really scary because you're getting in really close. Yeah, uh, right. yeah. And sometimes I didn't have that space to move in too close either. Um, but I figured at least just sticking with the same setup the whole time as well would really help me to like learn, learn the film, learn the camera, learn everything yeah. I had to take away from that project. And, you know, it really brought me out of my shell because then people were coming up to me and like, oh, I remember when I used to shoot film and that was uh, a mm. lot of fun. Yep. And yep you know, oh, can you actually still buy film for those cameras? And it's like, no, I'm just standing here with a camera in my hand. For no yeah, reason. yeah, it's empty. Like, <laughs> I just thought it looked pretty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, and it's funny because through that project, like I was thinking over it the other day and I realized that in photography, like I had literally my worst moment and my best moment happen in the same day. Wow. Which is kind of, you know, it's fun to like look back on that and then learn again from what happens. So like my worst moment was I was at uh, like a street fair and there's this woman in this beautiful white dress and she had like this like kind of like um, not see through parasol, but like kind of veily, lacy kind of thing, you know, like a vintage style one. And she just looks so amazing in the sunlight. And I was like, I have to get her her picture. And then she just totally yelled at me. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and but and she was like, I want you to delete that. I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't. It's on film. <laughs> I would be like, okay, it's deleted. I deleted it. Yeah. But I, you know, I was like, look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do anything with it. And I knew anyways, because she turned just the split second before my shutter went off, I knew it wasn't a good shot anyways. Um, uh. and I was like, through the experience, like I'm not gonna 
share your photo because like sorry you kind of just ruined the moment for me and i ruined your moment so i'm sorry about that but you know mine's gone too so like that won't be shared anywhere obviously but so like that kind of shook me up and then I had to go to a reggae music festival uh, and that was a lot of fun, but I had to go like right at the beginning. Like it it was like the day one and like the first hour. That was the only time I had that weekend to go to that festival. So there's like, I don't know, like 30 people or something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And but then I got to like I got my confidence back because I talked to people and I would ask them, like, do you mind if I take your photo and stuff? And then my last festival that night was uh, an underground punk festival and it's hard to explain the experience of this festival because it's like kind of like mad max uh, I know. Steampunk. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's in a squat. Uh, one side, like, it's all, like, old industrial buildings uh, that used to exist along the rail lines in Montreal. And so one side is all, like, high-end condos. And the other side's, like, squat. And Whoa. so this festival happens in the parking lot. Literally, the only light there was was one tiny little light bulb <laughs> right Whoa. at the edge of the stage. And I was like, okay, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> uh, you know, like, my lens goes down to f1.4 but like i you know i can't handhold less than like 130th yeah so i'm like all right well i'm just gonna go to the front of the stage and i did and i was just trying to photograph the mosh pit and this one guy just looks at me through my lens and he's got a wine bottle in one hand and he just like gives me this crazy look right into my lens and i was like ah and i took it And afterwards, he's like giving me like this huge smile and like thumbs up. And I'm like doing the same thing. And then he's like, all right, cool. And he goes back in and does his stuff. And I didn't see him for the rest of the night. Um, But like, so it was kind of weird to have like go from being yelled at to like, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, like just a crazy moment of pure connection through the lens. That was cool. Uh, I love that that happened in the same day and you weren't like in your head about photographing people. Because like one moment like that where you're like, oh, okay. And then you're like, don't want to ever... Yeah, you know. Uh, well, f- and that happened about not quite six months in. So I think that maybe that's kind of what shook me up a little bit at the six month point as well. Um, and like to this day, yeah, I'll go and do festivals and things, but um, like street shooting, I'm a little shaky on that. Yeah, we'll say. it's hard. It's it's Same. hard. You know, like I don't mind going out. I'll actually go out into the streets with like a medium format camera because it's so slow. Right. But you know, it's like ah. Yeah, I'm not going for, like, the people necessarily. But if people come into my frame, then that's cool. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't do, like, street, like, you know, flash in people's faces or, like, right up in there, like, up their nose or something. Like, I, I <laughs> that's just too terrifying for me. <laughs> it is. That is so scary. I yeah. don't know how people do that. Oh. No idea. No idea. Just run. Yeah. Yeah. Take shot and run. <laughs> exactly. I, I. So Jess, what made you decide to start the YouTube channel? And congrats on hitting 4K recently. Thank you so much. Uh, that was a really cool moment for me. Um, yeah, YouTube. It's, it's one of those things, like, again, where you're kind of scared to put yourself out there. And then you hit a point and you're like, you know what? I just got to do it. 100%. Yeah. Like, actually, my, my fiance was, like, starting his own YouTube channel. He started his, like, a year before mine. Um, and his is, um, I'm going to brag about his channel a little bit here. Uh, his is Jody <laughs> Farms because we live on a farm. So, like, on his family farm. Uh, and we work, like, that's our nine to five yeah. jobs and stuff. Yeah. And um, so he started a farming vlog. And And then I was like helping him with filming and I was like introduced as like a secondary character. So I'm always kind of like the comedic relief, like I'm found like (laughs) dancing in the background or whatever, you know, and 
I'm like just watching him like get subs and get views. And, you know, it just seemed like so cool. And then people were writing to him and were like, wow, this is really fun. Like we sit down with the kids every Saturday morning and watch this. So then that's when he was like, oh, I got to cut the swearing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's like, all right. Uh, You know, so like I kind of learned a little bit from that. And I'd been watching so much YouTube myself, Uh, you know, like back then, like some of my favorite channels to watch were like Thomas Heaton and Ben Horn, you know, Matt Day and stuff. And I don't know, it just kind of seemed like something really fun and a another way to put myself into the film community. Uh, You know, it's hard sometimes to get out there and to get your voice heard and get yourself seen and your work seen. Uh, So it just kind of felt like another platform that I could do that on, which was kind of cool. And uh, yeah, I just decided to start doing it. And then, I mean, I put out my first video. It was uh, comparing Kodak P3200 to Ilford Delta 3200. And Kodak shared it. Yeah. Oh, that's the best. And I I don't know how it happened, but I got a thousand subs from my first video. And I was like, oh my God. Wow. Like, I was not expecting that. I, you know, because Jody's channel, he... It took him a while to get to 100 subs, which was like such a coup because it's like, yay, now I actually get to put my own name as the domain. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know, you want to get that 100 subs so you can do uh-huh. that. Yes. And then it happened for me in like the space of like, I don't know, a day or two. And I'm like, whoa, okay, this is interesting. And then, yeah, it just kind of took off from there. So I I absolutely love your channel. Like it always, it's it's so, it's different. There's just a vibe to it that's, the, I, especially your, the My Hometown series like Uh. watching that and I lived 700 some miles away from my hometown and just thinking about the ideas that would go through my head when you were doing that and I'd watch that and I'm like man next time I'm home for you know summer summer vacation or Christmas break or something the stuff I want to (laughs) do with my channel not to like piggyback on everything you're doing (laughs) no of course not I, I just love like you have such great enthusiasm you're like the most positive person to ever to watch I'm just like rooting for you every time I watch your videos I'm like yes oh, thank you so much that's really really sweet because I, I mean honestly I've been like listening to your podcast and like watching your videos Aww. as well both like both of you crispy and uh, Timothy makeups you know like I've yes, yeah. known your name <laughs> for so long and it's just like to hear you you talking about like how much you love like what I do it's just like wow oh my god this is like it's Aww. like it's kind of like a starstruck like ah <laughs> teeny bopper girl <laughs> moment for me um but but yeah and i mean honestly don't feel like you're stealing ideas or piggyback like i think everyone <laughs> steals from everyone else yeah. like yeah. you know i yeah. mentioned like the channels that i watch and i'm like okay well i like thomas heaton's um sense of adventure and like traveling and then i like ben horn's like storytelling abilities right. and and I knew I didn't want to do like gear reviews and stuff. Um, yeah, that's not yeah. to say that I won't, but I'm always, I think I'm always going to try to put like my own kind of spin on things. Um, so I just kind of wanted to take all those elements and make something that was, I wasn't necessarily striving for being different from everyone else. Because, I mean, that's very hard to do. You know, it is YouTube and a lot of people have channels. Uh, There's a lot of film photography channels out there. I'm sure that there's so many that I should be watching that I don't even know about yet. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I feel the same. Yeah. 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 But yeah, you know, like I'm just trying to do me. You know, I'm just trying to be me and approach everything the way I do things. And, you know, it's it's really funny because I was also watching a lot of Peter McKinnon before Mm. I started. And... One thing stuck in my mind from what he was saying, and he was like, when you're on YouTube, you kind of have to be a little bit of like a caricature of yourself. Yeah. So like that enthusiasm that everyone seems to really like, which 
really thrills me. Um, <laughs> like that's that's genuine. Uh, you know, I do get excited when like Ectochrome's being re-released or right. uh, Ilford releases Ortho or Ferrania says, hey, we're going to put P30 out in 120, which I'm still waiting for, by the way. Same here. I, I'm excited <laughs> for that film to come out. And if anyone from Ferrania is listening and they want to send me some free rolls of film, I'll do a video <laughs> on it, I swear. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, and uh, the hometown series, it's funny because it was an idea that I'd had for like quite a few years. And then I started seeing things kind of disappearing a bit. And I'm like, oh, mm. OK, let's get on this. And because I'd started my channel, I'm like, well, why don't I just take people through my hometown uh, and photograph it? And, you know, I chose medium format and I chose slide film for a reason. Uh, you know, some of the signs are like vintage signs from the 60s and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah they would have yeah. been shooting on slide film back then. So, you know, like that was all thought out and whatnot. But yeah, you know, like there's just there's so much inspiration to be found out there, you know, and it's just really cool when someone tells me that like I inspire them to do mm -hmm. something. It's just like that's the best feeling in the world. And I really like that, you you know, sometimes I get in my head about my YouTube channel and like won't go down the rabbit hole and watch a bunch of stuff because I, I feel like everybody else is doing that. I that means I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Like this person just did this review like, oh, no. Yeah. So I really like the idea because when I do end up watching all this stuff, I love it. So it's like yeah. I'm, I'm holding it back for myself, which I really shouldn't because it's just going to inspire me anyway. So, yeah. Um, and, and that's, that's the advice. thing, too, is like even that's it. Even if someone else has done it before, like, I mean, uh, I'll be honest, um, when Metropolis came out, I was like, cool, that looks like a fun film to do. And now, like, a lot of people have videos about Metropolis. So I'm like, I'm just going to kind of hold back on that one. Like, I've got a really yeah, good idea, yeah. and I'm just waiting for the perfect weather to happen for Ooh, it. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> but uh, it probably won't be until the spring, I'll, I'll be honest. Um, but, you know, like, for sure there are times when it's like, you know, strike while the iron is hot. So, like, yeah. P3200, um, I was told at the lab, because uh, I wasn't home developing yet at the time, I was told by the lab I was the first role in the city of Montreal Ooh. to be developed. Oh, wow. Cool. So, you know, like that was that was just like perfect timing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, Ortho as well. It was just like, I think I think there was only Madison Beach that had a video about Ortho before mine came out. Uh, so, you know, it's just like sometimes you try to just get in there before anyone else does, but the stress of that can be a lot to handle as well. It, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, and especially like if you have a glitch and something goes wrong or this or that, or like right. with the Ortho video, I was all set to film and I was like, yay, I'm super excited. And then I found out that the one developer I had on hand at home was Xtal and there were no development times for it. I'm like, uh -oh. okay, now I need to like create development times. Like, <laughs> you know, so I, I managed to do that. But, you know, so like glitches are always going to happen. But yeah, you you want to you wanna strike while the iron's hot. But sometimes too, you just want to say like, oh, I'll wait. I'll yeah. wait just a yeah, little yeah. bit, you know, there's because there's, there's room for everyone in YouTube. That's what I find is like, no matter what your voice is, uh, what you have to say, how you want to say it, like there's room for everyone. And everyone's opinion is is valid. Well, to an extent, I guess. <laughs> but, you know, so like sometimes, too, if you take a step back and you're like, no, someone else just did a video on that. It's like, OK, well, then think about it. Let the idea marinate in your head. What can I do a little differently? How can I put my spin on this film or this camera or whatnot, you know, and then the ideas just kind of come to you. So that's how Love I see that. it. Yeah. So true. Yeah. I hopped on the, the Metropolis train for yeah, a video. Yeah, I loved your and, video, by the way. <laughs> and Oh, thank you. Thank you. I just found a different way to shoot it. And what that's you, another you thing did, about these exactly. film stocks too. Like you can really find your use for it, mm -hmm. like your kind of in the toolbox exactly. theory of like what, what light I was trying to explain that to, um, uh, 
to my stepdad the other day. We were talking about certain films and he's like, did you ever try that developer? Did you ever try this? And it's like, well, I have a certain look and feel that I always try to go for. So mm-hmm. I usually, if I'm going for that, I know that it's, you know, T-Max 400, push to 1600, yeah. HC 110, Dilution B. Yeah. You know, like it's just, we're, we're crazy with this stuff in our minds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's just funny how, you know, it's just like a, like a toolbox, you know? It, it, I don't know where I was going with that, but <laughs> it's, uh, it's just, I just, I, I don't know. I just get so pumped up about this and yeah. to see your, your, uh, that's where this originally started. I was thinking about this when I first, we first started talking about your channel is this, uh, the fall Polaroid week. Oh yeah. You, <laughs> that's you the saved video me. I wanted to bring up. Yeah. <laughs> you saved me this, this time around because usually I'm like counting down the days for Polaroid week, but I had just moved and, you know, life has just been crazy these yes. last couple months yeah. and I totally forgot about it. And like, I mean, I wear a Polaroid shirt every other day. It's like, I am like, I wish I could just work at Polaroid all the time yeah. and just like, you know, I, I'm just so obsessed with what they do. I just think it's absolute magic. And yeah. here comes your video the day, the day that Polaroid week kicks off. And I'm just like, like thank you so much, Jess, for for uploading because then I made some of my favorite pictures of this year because you decided to upload a video that day. So oh, it was thank just funny. You like, so much. That means like a lot. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and I'm so jealous too that you have that back <laughs> yeah. for your RB67. Yeah. Well, that was actually something that I'd been planning for a while. Um, mm. And it was just a matter of like getting every, getting my ducks in a row. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. like finding the money and finding the instant lab and you know just kind of getting it all in together it and is. then it's also a, it's a chore finding that yeah. yeah and then also just being like okay am i ready to build something like take something apart <laughs> literally yeah. rip it apart with my hands because <laughs> yes. like the instructions weren't like always super clear maybe we're a little bit spoiled here in north america where everything is like spelled out like step by step yeah yeah these, these instructions were a little different um there were pieces that i'm like should i be taking that off and like oh yeah <laughs> (laughs) this piece won't fit if I don't take that off okay you know and then like wait a minute what's this extra piece doing here like where did that go was that supposed to stay in the camera like oh it was okay open it back up and (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so like I just had to get everything in order and then I really wanted it for spring Polaroid week actually um and then the craziness with the pandemic hit um and then I was moving to the farm full-time And so everything was just really chaotic and a lot of other things started happening in my personal life and it kind of just got pushed aside. And then I saw fall Polaroid week coming up and at the same time, Resovat were announcing that they weren't going to release anymore after August 31st. And I'm like, oh, okay, let's get on this. Now's the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm on like, I'm on like Craigslist and I'm like, okay, where can I find an impossible lab? And then I found one and it was like half the price that it usually is. So I was like, oh, the gods are like raining. Stars are lining. Everything's lining up. And yeah, it's just been so much fun to shoot with that back. Like, I can't believe I can actually shoot Polaroids on my RB 67 like the, I, I feel know. like that was the missing uh. piece <laughs> to that camera yeah. like it's one of my de- like definitely one of my favorite cameras to use and like now it just made it like so much cooler <laughs> that's oh, that man. star trail shot I was like oh, I literally yeah. was like what the heck oh my god <laughs> <laughs> what the <laughs> and and like I've been doing star trails like off and on for for years on film um and you know like I sometimes like Jody and I will set up and we're doing like 40 minute exposure out in the middle of winter and we're like okay let's just go in for some like hot chocolate warm up a bit and we'll come back out get the camera so at least this 
time of year, it was a little bit warmer for that. But yeah, when I got that, like I did, uh, I'll be, I'll be honest here, full disclosure. I did three, <laughs> three shots of that to get it just right. Cause the first one, I only exposed it for an hour. And so the star trails weren't quite as long and I don't know, it, it seemed to be missing something. And then the second time I did it, I accidentally shh like shone my flashlight down into oh. the back. <laughs> so there's this like major like light leak bubble yeah. thing yes. and I was like ah oh. and the rest of it was perfect I'm like no so I was crossing my fingers it wasn't supposed to be clear again before the video was going to come out so I was like oh, oh no man. no no and then all of a sudden out of nowhere we just had like a crystal clear night and I'm like now do yeah, it now let's go and I got it. So I was like, oh, thank you. But that's that's the thing with Star Trails. <laughs> that's the yeah. tricky bit. <laughs> that's You know, it's funny. I haven't, sh- I used to shoot them all the time, but on digital. I haven't done a film oh, one yet. Yeah. And I remember it's it's like, you just have to have patience, yep. you know? And yeah. Like this one may be really cool. This one might be not as cool. And you're just like, yeah, it was an hour and a half of my life. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and on top of it too, because it was a little bit cooler at night, I didn't want the chemicals to like freeze in a weird way or anything. So oh, I'd have yeah. to bring yeah. the back in, let it warm up. I left it like overnight. So I wouldn't even know till the next morning after I woke up, I would eject the, uh, the image and then I'd still have to sit there for another like 15 minutes waiting for it to develop to see <gasps> oh. if it was like, you know, and I'm like, am I going to get it this time? Please, am please, I going to get please, it this time? Um, it's like Christmas Day almost or something, you know, like, did I get the gift I wanted? And like, yes, I did. <laughs> Finally, I did. <laughs> so that was, yeah, that was a lot of fun. That that video was definitely fun to shoot. And especially because I'd kind of taken like an like an unplanned hiatus. Uh, I really didn't mean to not film over the summer, but uh, a lot of stuff was happening on the farm um we were going through droughts and stuff so we were like hand watering our fields uh yeah uh i don't advise anyone anyone (laughs) do that now we have an irrigation system so we're we're all set yeah um and of course as soon as we bought the irrigation system what did it do it started to rain a lot of Of course course. (laughs) of course (laughs) right um but yeah so you know like it just kind of like life kind of took over over the summer but i i think that that kind of happens so i'm gonna make like a big push for everything throughout the fall and into the winter so that you know next summer i can kind of slow down again and do my farm work and then get back to it but uh but yeah so polaroid week was like the first video i'd posted back after a while and it blew me away the engagement i got yeah. from that video i How couldn't many believe views it does it have what's it up to now i like fifteen thousand views that's great wow. it's yeah. i can't i can't believe it and like all the positive comments are amazing all the thumbs ups i got like 500 subs just from that one video and wow. i'm like and, and you know yeah. like like before i was filming polaroid week videos like i did one for 2018 one for 2019 and one of them has like i don't know maybe like 700 views and the other one's got like i maybe around 1300 or something so i you know this video i was like you know what i'm just gonna have fun i love yeah. shooting polaroid um no one's gonna stop me i'm just gonna put out a video anyways because i do every yes. year yeah. uh and then it it just exploded and i i was like whoa that I was not expecting. <laughs> so that was pretty what cool. What a great welcome back too. Yeah, like, right? Literally. <laughs> right? And 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 you know, I don't do videos for the for the subs and the likes and the you yeah, know, like I, I I do my best not to get bogged down by numbers. I mean, we all do get there a little bit, but I I, mm-hmm. I do try to separate my emotions from the engagement that I get uh, because my favorite part is actually like the comments and when people ask questions and I try to answer everyone's comments and questions, but sometimes like this video kind of got out of hand. So I haven't, <laughs> yeah. I haven't actually answered everyone's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you know, like I, I do it 
for myself, really. I do it because I'm trying to make the videos that I would want to see if I was watching someone else's channel, you know? Uh, and, you know, and I'm hoping that other people get, like, you know, inspiration or whatever. Like, I get inspired from so many other people on Instagram, on YouTube, everywhere. Definitely. That, yeah. you know, I want, I, it's, it's, for me, it's kind of like a pay it forward sort of thing. Right. Uh, so, yeah, like, it's just been a lot of fun doing doing the channel. I was so worried, too, when the summer hit and <laughs> you did your little summer update video. Yeah. I just remember... Because on top of the pandemic and then you guys having to deal with the drought, I just bet yeah. that's so hard to do. Because like my family and I, we always talk about, you know, getting some land and yeah. having goats and cows yeah. and just, uh, you know, just trying to not do the same thing yeah. that we've always been doing our whole lives and stuff. And we always talk about it. And then seeing reality set in, like how hard it is. And I, yeah. I wanted to talk to you about that a little bit about because we've been talking about it a lot on the show of just like. Because you, you were saying that not only did you kind of not have time, you just yeah. were kind of not inspired at yeah. that time, too. Yeah. And I feel like we all really got hit this year. I mean, in Big so many time. different ways. Yeah. And what what did you do to get out yeah. of, of that of that funk? <laughs> What's your secret? <laughs> I, somehow I knew this question was going to yeah. come. <laughs> somehow I just knew it. Um, uh. Yeah. Well, I like the whole farming thing actually just started happening because like my in-laws are starting to get older and uh, mm. we'd like to be able to give them like a good retirement and yeah. unfortunately in farming there isn't really a retirement plan right uh, you just kind of keep doing it until you you can't anymore you don't yeah. you know um, and so Jody and I were like well you know we have we have the power to help out so let's do what we can we're both good at it I mean he's better than I am he was born into it yeah but you know like we we can do this um, and it kind of fit in really well with our lifestyles uh, like he's he's a musician he's got a punk rock band and so like we've both been part of like the Canadian punk scene for a while and the whole like DIY ethic and farming kind of falls in with that yeah that's perfect it falls yeah. in like really just really well with our values and everything too and so it was kind of it's like easy for us to do that and then take try to take the time we can to like be creative and stuff but like this summer was just so hard I even mentioned it like in my video I'm like it feels like everything and everyone around me is dying uh, mm. you know like both of our families were hit hard with everything so Ugh. you know but not unlike other people's stories you know we're all just having yeah, like yeah. A crap of a year you know yeah. like if we could just get to the end of it and exactly be done yeah. with Let's it like done, that, that'd be great yeah <laughs> but um but yeah and it's funny because my thing is always like when I find myself in a bit of a creative rut a lot of people like push themselves through it and I just can't I have to live mm. in the rut I have to just kind of like you Ooh. know it, it sucks because it's hard sometimes when you're you feel so down about yourself you know like when just getting out of bed and getting dressed is is your win for the day it's it's hard to live with that but at the same time it's like no if you for me if I just stay with it I find after a while I start to think a little more I start to see things that inspire me again mm. you know it's like the it's like my eyes reopen or something yeah. and and through time passing I just kind of yeah, I just start to get like re-inspired and like all these ideas start coming. Like I, I've got lists of videos I want to shoot and, <laughs> yes. you know, the films I want to try out and the experiments I want to do. And 
And I managed to find like one community project. It was being done by Dan Novak and it was a TLR challenge. So everyone shot at least three rolls of film on whatever TLR they had. And we would each choose four images and everyone in the group would vote on it. And like the end result will be a zine. And I was like so scared to do it because I'm like, what if, you know, I had three months and I'm like, what if I just don't end up doing it? You know, like yeah. that I'm possibly letting people down, letting myself down. But that was actually what kind of got me, got you going, got me yeah. going again. Mm. And then from my own images, I'm like, well, I can make a zine out of this too. And I'm like, hmm, Ooh. well, that's interesting. Go. And then I'm like, oh, and then I could do this and I could do this. And so like then everything kind of just got going. I can't remember who said it, uh, but I remember Casey Neistat saying in one of his videos about how creative people need like large periods of uninterrupted time. Mm. Yeah. And so that's what I try to take away as a rut for me is like just I'm in my bubble. I'm in my own thoughts. And yeah, sometimes it can get a little dark and scary in there. But there's always something that pulls me out. And then I just get going again. And when I get going, like, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Try to stop me. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Dude, that's great. Because I I, I do that too. I use that that time to kind of fuel up mm-hmm. you know what i mean you yeah. build that because i i'm such like a melancholy like yeah. sad emo kid from like you know i'm just that's just been me f- as long as i've known me and i will i will just bank up like a, a solid amount of fuel of being yeah. like a sad boy for so long and then just burn it out and yeah I, i've been going pretty strong now for a couple months of just like being super creative and like taking notes again and making yeah. lists and that stuff is so important and i feel like even if you're uninspired like if you kind of just write a little bit or like mm-hmm. make a couple mental notes or even like a, i carry a notebook with me everywhere and it's yeah. just like i kind of jot stuff down and now i'm going back and being like oh that was a good idea i should probably look into that you know yeah. i should i should shoot you know, Fuji 400H once, you know, I might as yeah. well before it's gone or, you know, exactly just before yeah. it stupid stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but actually it's funny because the 400H, sorry to anyone who loves that film. I, I, I just can't connect with it. Me I either. just haven't I found my mojo with that film yet. And, you know, and I love Provia and Velvia, mm-hmm. but I just, yeah, I just, can't quite get there with 400h i prefer ektar uh which i know isn't a 400 speed film but you know i i love ektar i love the colors and everything um and i'm actually a really big fan of um ultramax 400 like i know it's a consumer grade film film. but it's so beautiful and it's actually one of the ones i grew up shooting well it was kodak gold at the time but yeah whatever Whatever it's been rebranded or renamed or whatever it is now you know but um but yeah like that those are for me those are like my favorite films well and agfa vista 400 was the ultimate color film for me i hope I'll, it is i hope i'll be able to replace it i know i it's just like i just wish somebody would like pick up these formulas and yeah like these companies that have the means to do it like i i forget who i was talking to recently but they were they were talking about how kodak you know if the movie industry is still buying film like Mm -hmm. to make movies with like Mm -hmm. we as consumers of photography and you know film photographers and stuff like we'll still keep getting our products and it's just like i know there's like a brand disconnect thing like they're not there's a lot of stuff yeah there's just like come on guys put the 
put the weapons down and let's let's just keep <laughs> yeah. this film thing going. Let's let's just keep going. Exactly. Because that Vista, I I had had yeah. a guy from I have a buddy that lives in England and he sent me a couple roles to try out cuz I I didn't tr- I mean I probably shot it in like the 90s when it was, you know, around all the mm-hmm. time and it was like one of those films you could get at a pharmacy. Yeah. But after that I I didn't shoot it much and then he sent me four roles and I was just completely blown away by the color palette of yeah. that film. It's it's so different. Yeah. It's different. It actually reminded me a lot of, um, like, I know the old National Geographic's from, like, the 80s and 90s. Like, it was shot mm. on, like, Kodachrome and Ektachrome and stuff. But yeah. it actually, like, I found, like, pushing Agfa Vista gave kind of a similar look to the National Ooh. Geographic stuff that I really liked. Yeah. Uh, which is why I was really attracted to that for my festival project. Also, that it was cheap was very, very, very helpful because I went through through like over a hundred roles for the, for that project. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and um, so like it was, it was really great to have that film at the time. And I do wish that, you know, they could bring it back or someone, mm-hmm. you, you guys know, are, so someone's listening out there. <laughs> you guys are inspiring me to like try all these things I've never tried before. <laughs> you should, you should get, yeah. cause uh, what, 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 it was Willem. Willem did a video of like his latest things that he picked up and he got a role of that uh, Fuji Natura Oh yeah, I have that. So jealous. I have, I have like two rolls of that in my fridge. Well, you, you should wow. shoot it yeah. because well, there's. I saw one roll for like four hundred dollars on eBay. I was just like four hundred dollars for one roll. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, or you could sell it for a whole lot of money. <laughs> All right, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that. Get some more, what? Buy some more Portra? No, I'm not gonna do that. Right. <laughs> but I we're talking about inspiration, and like I over the weekend just acquired my first Leica. So yeah, yeah. Congratulations on that. I wanted to mention that earlier. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I've awesome. I've, I'm just ready to just shoot a bunch of roles, and I haven't felt like that in a long time. So it's like. It's weird, you know, inspiration comes, especially for me, it comes like in waves. You know, you you guys were talking about like, you know, banking up and stuff like that. I'll be driving and and I'll be like, oh, or like, oh, you know, it just comes like all out of nowhere. But I'm excited for this because I'm just going to not overthink anything. And I'm just going to take pictures, whether I think it's Mm -hmm. a good shot or not, because it feels really good to do it with this camera. And I feel (laughs) re-energized. It does, yeah. And that's the thing too. Um, like if you see something that you like, that you you know you're gonna want to see it again, even if it's not a good shot, or someone mm. else would think it's not a good shot, it doesn't matter. If you like it and it keeps you going, like just by all means, even if you have to take it ten times, just do it to make sure that you get it and you get to look right. at it again. You know, whether someone else like art's very subjective. Um, in very, actually yeah. in my Polaroid Week video, someone commented that um, I shouldn't be. Sh- photographing uh, gas stations and <laughs> like everyone does it and you know why would you do it and it's like well okay apparently art really is subjective first of all um, but also like yeah 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 I love gas stations especially old ones like I'm, I don't usually shoot like the newer ones this time I did because it was like super brightly lit up but like I'm I've been super inspired by that so you know like anytime anyone's like oh I don't know if that would be a good shot like just take it just take it yeah. and enjoy it for yourself and be done. <laughs> yeah, so I hope you have like a lot I of fun that. with that camera. I, I'm i so jealous of both of you with your Leicas. Like <laughs> I have yet to join the Leica club and I know it'll happen one day because... You know, it's it's just one of those things. It that does will because I never thought it was going to happen for me. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, congrats on that. And yeah, it's thank it's you. weird how it goes. Thank you, thank you just kind of you just kind of let it happen one day. I mean, I was fortunate enough to have a friend that let me borrow his 
and and he knew he was going to sell it to me before I did. So (laughs) 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 he was like, I'm going to send this because I know he's not going to be able to send it back. That's awesome. What a mean trick. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Chris, Chris, I'm going to I still. Well, no, I can't. I can't be mad at him because, you know, (laughs) now I'm just a happy little camper. But it's just it's Mm -hmm. funny. It's when you least expect things to happen is when is when they happen. Exactly. Well, and that's that's the thing. Like, so true. Sorry to bring it back to to the Polaroid week thing again, but like I waited, I, I waited, love Polaroid. <laughs> yeah, like I waited for that back, you know, and like like you said, you just never know when things are gonna happen, and I think that's the beauty in life in general, you know, you just never know what's out there for you, and exactly, it's exciting. Oh. Yeah, we'll be right back with the listener question for Jess right after this message from our sponsor. Support for Analog Talk comes from Polaroid. Use the promo code ANALOGTALK10 on your first purchase on film at Polaroid.com. Hey, just wanted to pop in quick and let you guys know that the third Wednesday of every month, Chris and I are going to be doing Patreon developing sessions. So it's kind of just like a Zoom hangout and... Chris and I developing some film. We just had our first one this previous week. It went awesome. Thanks again, guys, for joining us. If you'd like some more information on that, it's going to be over at patreon.com slash analog talk. And we have a bunch of other stuff over there. Check it out and enjoy the rest of the show, guys. All right, everybody, this is the part of the show where we take a question from one of our listeners. And this week's question comes from WB Smith 200. And he asks, is there any projects you want to do, but circumstances keep getting in the way? All right. Well, first of all, I'll say hi to Bill because uh, he's part of the <laughs> Classic Camera Revival oh, cool. podcast. Yes, yes. Um, and he's also been like uh, just an amazing supporter of everything I do. Uh, so thank you for oh, everything. Know, and yeah, and thanks for, for asking a question. That's really awesome. All right, so project that I would like to do, but circumstances are stopping me. Um, lots of projects. Um, I really, <laughs> really just want to travel the world and photograph in a lot of places. Uh, um, I've got all kinds. I've got, yeah, I've, yeah. <laughs> okay, I've got tons of ideas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we can't travel right now, uh, or mm. we shouldn't. We're up in Canada. We're kind of in like um, sort of a semi-lockdown kind of thing where we're not really supposed to travel uh. between regions and stuff, but people still are. And... I'm not um, because like I do have to think of my in-laws. I don't want to bring something home and get them sick and even my parents and even myself. I just, yeah, I don't want to get sick. But definitely there's like a lot of places I want to travel. BC has been one of like the the, the redwood forests in British Columbia like that. I absolutely, absolutely will have to do a project there. Um, I've also wanted to do stuff like hiking in the states uh like uh, the pacific crest trail and stuff and i'm like i would love i mean it would be kind of silly to hike out there with like a mamiya or something but you know maybe i could still <laughs> manage to bring a camera along with me uh that would be a lot of fun yeah and i just i just really want to travel and document all of my travels as i go yeah. along yeah. and share them with everyone i think that's probably like the biggest the biggest theme around everything and you know so i have struggled lately trying to film everything on my farm at least we have 200 acres to play with here but you know it really is but you know it gets a little um monotonous we'll say after a while you know but also at the same time the pandemic has helped me to kind of re-look at 
the scenes I see every day and try to just shoot them in a different way. Picking up some new toys has really helped, uh, like the Resovat back. Um, and I even got myself a Lomo instant wide, uh, just, just for fun. Yeah. Um, I found a central park edition. So it came with like all the little filters and cool little things. So, uh, I got one of those and I've been playing around with it. Um, I got my first pinhole camera in the spring. So yeah, I just love that video too. Such a good video. Yeah. That one, that one was, that was really Actually, that one was fun to film because I was in my uh, what we call the machine shed. So it's where we keep all our tractors, mm-hmm. all our tools, um, all the bits of machinery, the plow, the, um, you know, our cedars, all that stuff. And I shot the entire video in there. And I'm like, how <laughs> did I find enough yeah. subjects to shoot in here? And I was like, wow, that was that was interesting you know so it's a good way to kind of force yourself to relook at the world but yeah I just honestly I just want to get out there with my cameras I want to meet all the people that I've been talking with online or through podcasts or whatever you know I want to I want to go everywhere yeah and then photograph it all just put it all up on YouTube. That's a, my yeah. whole life great, for everyone to see. <laughs> great answer. And the, you know the the really fun thing about traveling and doing it, putting on YouTube, like when you go back and watch those videos. Like I just recently yeah. did that, and I uh, I got a trip to Tennessee and New Orleans and all that, and I was like, wow, I forgot about some of these moments. And then like to relive mm. them was like so nice. So yeah, I'm also can't wait so we can all go back to traveling and all that stuff yeah just to you know like even if even like I don't like the term that they've been using like the new normal and and, you know our new circumstances and stuff just because I find it it does kind of have like a bit of a negative connotation to it Um, but I am hoping to get back to whatever normal is going to be in the future Um, Mm -hmm. you know but I want to I want to spend Thanksgiving with my family which so Canadian Thanksgiving already happened actually Uh, it happens in October (laughs) I don't know why honestly I don't know why I'm like American Thanksgiving makes so much more sense. It's like once all the crops are in and you're done yeah. with your outdoor work, like that just makes sense to me. And it kicks off the holiday season, which is yeah. Like yeah. just yeah. so awesome. Um, but yeah, so we've already had our Canadian <laughs> Thanksgiving and I couldn't be with my parents yeah. um, because uh. of all the lockdown stuff. And so, you know, like I just, I just can't wait to be able to be with everyone that, you know, I want to see and everyone I love and let them all know that I love them and I want to keep photographing them and sharing things and oh, yeah right hopefully yeah. sooner rather than later That's yeah all. and like new york city is one of my favorite cities in the world and like i just want to go back and i'm like but that was like a really hard hit area at least in the first yeah. wave yeah um so i'm like okay well you know it might be a little while <laughs> but uh but yeah i, I want to go back to all my favorite places and i want to just explore all the new ones amen yeah well now yeah give her the tough ones <laughs> we're gonna give you the, the tough <laughs> questions as we Uh-oh. say so so this is two parts. The first part mm-hmm. is your favorite absolute camera, the one you want to take on the desert island and never come back. <laughs> what What is that camera for you? All right. I feel like I'm kind of cheating with this answer. Uh, and I've talked about it a lot. So I think everyone can probably figure out the answer to this one. But it would definitely <laughs> be my Mamiya RV67. And the reason I feel like I'm kind of cheating with that one is because now I can also shoot Polaroids on it. Yes. <laughs> and knowing, yeah. that part of this, yeah. knowing that part of this question is also that you have unlimited amounts of film and developing mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would, I would just love to like drown myself in Polaroids. Just like throw them up in the air like money or something, yeah, you like know? Money. Just be like, yay, all my Polaroids. Um, <laughs> and I love shooting medium format film. It's just, yeah, I really, really, really like the larger negative size. Um, and 
I love how methodical I have to be, especially yeah. with a system camera like the RB where nothing is really coupled. Um, yeah. So, you know, I have to cock the shutter separately, wind the back separately, you know, all this stuff. So I've got like a checklist that I have to go through before I take each shot. Um, so it really just like lets me slow down and almost like meditate. Uh, so I really like the experience I have with that camera. And yeah, and now I can shoot Polaroid. So <laughs> yeah, that's just so the best wild. Of both I'm worlds. so jealous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so that's why I, I feel like I'm kind of cheating with that answer because it's it's like almost like two cameras but anyways yeah that's just how oh, it is that's, a, that's great though <laughs> i'm glad you have that with that camera too because yeah. like that is definitely like if i had to pick three of my all-time favorite cameras like that is i don't know where in one two and three it would be but like that camera will probably be put in the casket with me when i when i go oh, yeah. cause I, <laughs> well mine's in really rough oh, shape i never too. thought about that <laughs> yeah <laughs> that could be with my camera that could be a third question you can add to to the yeah. segment like yeah. which one would you want to be buried with like oh okay <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but yeah that this one will probably come with me anyways because uh she roberta is in a little bit of a like rough shape <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i had to name her i mean come on um of course <laughs> But uh, yeah, she she's she's with me for life. Nice. Uh, okay, part two. Part two. Is there any camera that you are lusting after at the moment? Any white whales? <laughs> um, all of them. Uh, no, yes, uh, that's my answer. All of them. All the yeah. ones I don't have. If I have it already, I want a black version I w- too. I want another yeah. one. Yeah, exactly. Or or I want. I even want like a third copy, so I have parts. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I can have a part one yes. camera to put the others back together or whatever. Um, okay, no, seriously though. I actually, this answer is kind of like twofold. Um, I've always wanted a Leica uh, M3 double stroke. Uh, that would be, Ooh. for me, like, yeah, that's just the camera. Uh, 50 millimeter lens. Let's just go. But the white whale, the one that kind I feel like kind of got away from me, was actually Mary Ellen Mark's Nikon FM2. Um, after, yeah, after she passed away, they were selling that. And it ended up being sold for, like, on eBay for, like, $2,500 or something. So, I mean, kind of pricey for an FM2. But... It was Mary Ellen Marks. Wow. Um, right? I didn't know that. That's yeah. crazy. And like, I just really, I did really want to get that camera, but I yeah. couldn't, I, I couldn't afford it at the time. So whoever bought that camera, if you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> name your price. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Actually, give me a couple more years and then we'll give me your price. Um, but yeah, that's like kind of the one that got away. Um, I've actually been buying a lot of cameras this year. So I find like my list of the ones I want are starting to like dwindle down. So yeah, those are the two. I think top ones, a Leica M3 double stroke and Mary Ellen Marks FM2. And especially because uh, hers was a Chrome FM2. Those are getting really hard to I've find. Never seen yeah. That. yeah, Chrome's really made a, a comeback. Yeah. You know, everybody wanted the black ones Exa- for so yeah, long. Exactly. Like, and those were the ones that were unaffordable a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But I already have like an F1 that's all black. Do I have any others? Or is that, I might have, uh, I don't even remember all my cameras at this point. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, the RB is all black, of course. Uh, but, yes. you know, I just wanted something a little different. Um, and, I, I do actually just want an FM2 as well. That's the camera that I want to buy, a 35 millimeter lens, and that's my like that's the forever pairing yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah. Just to get out there, document things. I think that those are like a perfect match. And um, I don't remember what lens was being sold with hers, but hers was a chrome one, and that's the one that I really want. So wild, Ooh. man. Yeah, great answers. 
all around. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> awesome. Anything I feel like, else, Chris, I don't know. I feel like we, we could keep talking, but, you know, we'll keep yeah. it on, on an hour for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jess, this has been so wonderful. Thank you for joining us. Where can everybody check you out? What's all your things? Website, YouTube? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. This has of been course. so much fun. Um, I Yeah. And I've been looking up to you guys for a while. So, like, this was just, like, so thrilling. Yeah, Um, yeah, not to, you know, suck up or anything. (laughs) (laughs) You're already on the show, Jess. Yeah, exactly, right? (laughs) I can stop sucking up now. All right. Um, But (laughs) otherwise, if you want to check out my work, yeah, I'm on YouTube. So, youtube.com slash Jess Hobbs. And on Instagram at Jess Hobbs Photo. Great. Awesome. Timothy, where are you? Guys, head over to Instagram. It's at Timothy Makeups. I also make film photography related YouTube videos. Easiest way to find it, go to the search bar. Just type in Timothy Makeups. You'll find a bunch of stuff there. Chris, where are you? So I am Crispy Photo on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. We are Analog Talk Pod on Twitter, Analog Talk Podcast on Instagram. We have a Facebook group you can join and share photos. And we're also doing our third annual print exchange holiday print exchange, four by six print exchange. So that is, the, you can sign up via Elfster, and the link is in our bio on Instagram. So we'll be sharing it And I'll there. also throw it in the show notes for this, too. Yes. The deadline for that is November 30th, and we hope you guys want to partake in that because I feel like we all need some art in our lives this year for sure. Yeah, so. for sure. Cool. Jess, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This is so much. This was just great. Yeah, I love it. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. awesome. All right, guys, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. All right, guys, that's going to wrap up this week's episode. Chris and I wanted to thank Jess for coming on the show. Jess, we just, we love, love, love your YouTube channel, your bubbly personality. You're such an amazing person, Jess. Like, thanks so much for joining us. And this was a really good time. All right, guys, that's going to take us to Patreon. Just like I said at the top of the show, you can get the show two days early for only a buck. We're also doing Patreon-exclusive developing session. It's going to be Chris and I developing some film with you guys. We already had one. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun. And, you know, we also have a bunch of other stuff on the Patreon. So head over there and check it out. We're going to be updating it again soon for the new year, for the new season rolling out. And, you know, we wouldn't be doing this without you guys. Like, we appreciate each and every single one of you and we can't thank you guys enough from the bottom of our hearts like thank you thank you thank you and that's all going to be found over at patreon.com slash analog talk check it out and until next week guys we will see you then later